Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. One of the keys to, like, maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise-wise. Imagine you know, a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's going to make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress. Trying to convince yourself to get out the door is a big challenge in these strange days. Let's not pretend it isn't. Whether you're living in the now recognised phenomenon of lockdown malaise or just that first flush of romance with running is starting to dim, we need to talk about convincing ourselves to run with a view to convincing others, especially our kids. When a lot of us are finding our kids are just, you know, a little reluctant to get out the door, let's say. Our good friend and coach, the Olympic legend, two-time world champion and Irish Times columnist Sonia Sullivan joins me as always. Sonia, how are things there? What's the weather like? Um, yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag these days. I think we're heading for autumn, um, but <laughs> I shouldn't be complaining, really. Yeah, no, uh, I know I know from the photos and Sonia pings me photos do, at different points and you can follow her, of course, on Strava and get an idea of where she's running and what she means by inverted commas autumn in Australia and annoy yourself. But you have been doing the hills in preparation for our elevation week at the end of Lent, where we're all going to try and see how high we can climb with the running. Please reassure everybody, Sonia, that that this is hard for you as well. You're finding this difficult, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, hills, they, they definitely wouldn't be my favourite. Um, I've gone through phases where I do enjoy hills. And um, but, you know, I think you have to commit to doing a hilly run and uh, it's easy to talk yourself out of it. Mm. But um, when you're at, in a place where I am this week with a lot of undulating hills around the place. I've decided routes and um, I've got a favourite route down here on the Great Ocean Road and it takes in a lot of hills and some of them you actually drop down onto the beach and it's beautiful to run along the beach but then you've got to come back up again. Yeah. Now, recently I've actually been walking up some of the hills <laughs> but this week I decided, no, I'm going to run up all these hills. I don't care how slow and uh, complete the loop and see how high I can climb. Yeah, I mean, the the walking up them, I'm re- I think that'll be reassuring to people to know that, you know, even you are stopping and walking it and, uh, you know, pausing the, the run on, on the watch. Uh, I had a complete uh, watch failure this week, which was absolutely gutting <laughs> considering well, I, I posed the question in the group that if a tree falls in the wood and nobody's there to hear it, does it make any sound? And if a run happens and you don't record it on Strava, did it even happen at all? It's hard to even convince yourself that you were running if you don't track it, which is so silly, really. But I, I know that it. we have to tell ourselves that it's OK to pause the thing 
and go up the top. I mentioned to you before we hit record, though, about the internal monologue. And we did an episode a while back, a good while back, and probably at the beginning of the series about the self-talk, the, the, the chat that goes on in your head. And that a lot of the time I do feel like I'm meditating when I'm running and I do feel that like I've turned off that voice and just going with the flow. But the second an incline gets involved, Sonia, uh, tell me that this happens to you too, that suddenly the voice in your head starts saying things to you like, Jar, what are you doing? This is the <laughs> dumbest thing you're doing. You don't have to run up this hill. Tell me that happens to you too. Oh, yeah. I mean, there can be a lot of negative talk, I suppose, when you see a hill coming, because it is a bit of a, an obstacle and a challenge that you have to face along the way. I know when we have our Cove 10 mile run, there's quite a few undulations in that. And a lot of people, you know, they, they don't, they kind of, everybody wants to run fast times these days and they say, oh, it's very hilly down there. And I always say you have to embrace the hills, you know, and you, you, you just have to, you do talk to yourself and you say, okay, move your arms a bit faster and help get your arms to help pick your knees up and pick your feet up as you're going up the hill. And I often find I break a hill into three pieces when I'm doing a hill, okay. no matter what hill it is, you break it into three pieces and you've got like the beginning, the middle, and then, you know, getting up over the top. And that's a really key thing with hills is to, to run over the top because when you get to the top, sometimes I might stop every now and then, like if I've got a bit carried away and started to run a bit fast and then you, you, your breath is kind of taken away when you get to the top of the hill. So you stop and have a look around, mm. see if uh, Winnie, she might need a, a drink, you know, if she's out there with me. And um, then we head off again. But yeah, if you can run over the top of the hill, that's a really good feeling. And to recover from the hill, yeah. you know, to take take your time, recover and then get back into your normal running stride and, you know, pace again. Yeah, we need to get Eileen Gomez back on onto the show. She uh, she appeared at the the Hill Queen of Irishman Running Abroad, uh, who trains out in Gibraltar. We talked about her last week. Was at the uh, Return of the Cracker Online Comedy Club on Friday night, and I never got to talk to her about this stuff. But uh, you know that feeling of crossing the top of it. I mean, that's the that's the real ju that's really the juice that you need in your head to get you there right the the feeling that this is not for nothing uh, oh I'm, yeah yeah uh, there's there's a run out here that I've done in the past it's called the puffing billy race and it's up in the dandenongs and it's really hilly run and there's a couple of points on the course where you have to run over the train tracks but you have to get across the train tracks before the train comes. So it's a race against the train. Oh, Christ. And so you're, I remember I did it once and I've never done it again. Running up this hill and you can hear the, the choo-choo of the train going. And then you're, you're giving it everything to get across the track. And I remember getting across the train track. And my legs were like gone to jelly because I had, you know, it was totally lactic acid. Mm. You kind of think, would I be better off just, you know, getting up there nice and gingerly and then just waiting and then get going again. Yeah. But, you know, it, it it's a it's quite funny, you know, the I suppose the physiological reaction that your body takes. It's like, I suppose, running up a hill and then sprinting is the same thing. Mm -hmm. You just kind of you're working anaerobically and you're the you're, there's a lack of oxygen in your in your blood and going to your muscles and all of a sudden you know, strange things happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 
I mean, I love it. I have to say I love it. And I, I'm still the, the romance hasn't dimmed yet for me. Uh, if we're going to get into this convincing yourself to get out the door, because I know there's people that that are, are in that at the moment. And with that in mind, I should read out our email of the week from Daniel McCarthy, who I, I guess it really does tie into what we're talking about here, because he's someone who has suffered from it, an inability to convince himself to run. And later we'll talk about convincing others to do it with you. So he says, uh, hi, Jarlathan, Sonia, I just wanted to drop you an email to say thanks uh, to you guys for putting the podcast together before listening to you. Uh, I would go through these phases of taking up running and just trying to run 5k as fast as possible every time I went out the door not understanding why I didn't get any faster with each run and inevitably I get disheartened and fall off the running wagon having followed your own progress and taking on Sonia's weekly running plans and the knowledge nuggets I'm set to do my first half marathon next Sunday the 28th living in Melbourne at the moment and the race is the Sandy Point Half Marathon. Do you know the one, Sonia? I do, yeah. It's um, along Beach Road. Yeah, it'd be a, a, probably a pretty fast course. Um, hopefully not too much wind down there because, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's out and back. So at one point, if there is wind, you'll be running into it. So you'll be have to tuck in behind a few people and get some shelter. He says, all going to plan, I'll have my medal in my back pocket this time next week. And there's no doubt in my mind that a huge part of that is down to you two. So thanks again and keep up the good work. All the best, Daniel McCarthy in Melbourne. I mean, that uh, that's reflected in my own experience, uh, Sonia, like and so many other emails that I get from people that whatever way you have of doing this uh, and your kind of minimal method of coaching people, less is more and saying less rather than being, you know, just constantly <laughs> at people and overdoing the, the words, essentially you take people to this place where they go, oh, I can do this and that I, I'll i find this in myself. How much of convincing other people and yourself is down to that, that you have to find it, have to find that in, in yourself. And if you're struggling to find that in yourself, what's your advice to those people? Well, I, I think, you know, the, you know, I mean, for Daniel there to be, you know, he was struggling to just do 5k and now he's going for a half marathon like that's huge you know mm -hmm. to be he's going to be out there for you know close to two hours maybe running around when you know before a half an hour was going to be a, a difficulty but it is you just kind of gradually add on those extra minutes and I don't know I think your body just adapts to it and you become more efficient and you get better and but I think the thing about getting out the door is that if you have any kind of a plan, you just need a vague plan and an idea of what kind of runs you do on what days of the week, then you have a commitment in the back of your mind always. Mm. And so it's like as if you have a, a responsibility to do it to yourself once you've committed to it. And um, I know like if I, if I get up and I haven't got my weekly plan made out, and you're like, what am I going to do on Monday? And then, you know, you're a bit at a loss for a while until mm. you kind of work it out. And you can be a bit unsettled in the day until you kind of, you know, you go out there and you right. take on the run. But there is or, some or people, though. Let me stop you there, though, because there are some people who tune into the show who 
their week doesn't allow them. They will they will tell you for a plan and that, you know, we're comparing apples and oranges when it comes to you and me. You know, let's face it, my job is a lot more flexible in that I'm deciding when I do things. And, you know, I've got certain things that have to go out each week. But there are those that are like, well, look, I I work from nine until five. It's then dark. I mean, there are people that are struggling with just the plan part. So when you say have a plan, you know, they'll they'll be like throwing their hands in the air going, well, that's that's the problem. If you're having difficulty putting the plan together, what do you say to those people? I think you have to make an appointment with yourself at some stage every day to have an hour for yourself. And it doesn't have to be running for an hour every day. Some days it can be just an hour of rest or recovery or Mm. relaxation. But I think everybody has to find, you know, at least an hour for themselves. And that can include, you know, getting ready to go running, running, come back, get shower and back to what you need to do. So you just have to have that little bit of a window somewhere Mm. where that's your time. And I think, you know, as much as possible, if you can slot that into your day, wherever you are. And then if something comes up and you have to change it, then you move it around a little bit. And, you know, you you work it out that it fits in. And I think then you have to you have to make your other commitments, you know, understand as well. And I suppose that's when it does become a big part of your daily life is when you let other people know that this is what I'm doing and, you know, I've got to include this. And it might be your lunch hour. It might be early in the morning. It might be in the evening before you have dinner. But I think the more regular and routine that you can do it, then the easier it is to Mm. not kind of put it aside and I'm too busy. I don't have time to do it. I think once you have it locked into your day or your, you know, however many days in the week, that you do it and sometimes it might have to be a different day if something comes up or your schedule changes but I think once in your mind you know I can't do it today even though I normally do it every Tuesday this track session I can't do it I'm going to do it Wednesday then I think you can be settled and content then and relax and it doesn't it's not hanging over you because you've made the decision yeah and I think it's you know when people kind of get up in the morning and they put the running gear on they said oh, I'm going to go for a run at some stage today and then they keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and then they don't go, then you start to feel a bit guilty about it then. And it becomes a bit of a stress when it, it's supposed to be something to make you feel good and to relax you and to be a positive in your day rather than, oh, I've got to put this run in here somewhere today. Where am I going to do it? And then everything else is kind of stressed because of it as well. Mm. So, you know, you, this is this is big like this. This is big stuff because some of the things you mentioned there, actually aren't about exercise they're they're about you know your life and just how you treat yourself and how you manage and prioritize you and your significance to either the people around you uh, or just your day your self-care i mean it's it's now a, a cliche that word and sometimes I think people get very mixed up on what self-care is. I think we mentioned before that there's plenty of people that think self-care is getting a, a pizza and watching a movie. But in fact, this this thing of saying to the people around you that I am going to have one hour for me in this day and that that's not negotiable. I, I deserve that much is an hour just 
just for me. And I'm even saying it in terms of my own family that like we we all can get to that point. I'm sure you know as a mother that you're so invested in others at a certain point that pulling back that or even just arguing for that can can be a bit of a, you know, a wedge in the home. So it is it is good that today we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about integrating your family into it. As, as I, the experience I've had in the last week or so is people will know I picked up an injury and was laid off. And then coming back last week, I tried to integrate my family into it and get them out in the bikes while I was doing these very slow runs to try and get my body back out running. What's the first step to getting your family into because you've obviously had the experience of convincing your girls you've seen both sides of this have you not you've had daughters who you've wanted to run I assume that's the case right you wanted both of your daughters to run well I mean not necessarily to run but I definitely wanted them to be active and right. to take part in sport and and they both did it's a lot of school sport but then Kira she was never really that convinced about it she like she she understands exercise and she understands you need to exercise but she's not very good at um doing it right <laughs> she said she'll do it. she says she'll do it when she needs to do it um there was a time when kira would go for a few laps at a field out the back of our house because her dad was going to pay her a, a dollar for every lap she did <laughs> no <laughs> so the money the motivation was you know she needed to earn some money mm. And we could actually look out the back door and you could see her running around these laps and, you know, it was a bit of fun. Yeah. But then she just kind of, you know, she she got tired of that very yeah, once quickly. Once she got so, her four dollars, she was done. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but it was never a thing. I never, you know, forced Kira to do it as, you know, much as Sophie liked to run a lot more. But I think I always, I suppose, had exercise running primarily than, you know, when I wasn't running, I would, I would always do some kind of activity mm. every day. So you like to think that you set some kind of a good example that, you know, some form of exercise every day was a positive in your life and it made you feel good. And maybe even show them that if mom doesn't get out for a run today, she's going to be in a bad mood. <laughs> she's going to be grumpy around here all day. So yeah, we'll encourage her to go yeah. out. Yeah, I mean the example. Um, the example is big, Sonia. But they, like, even then, there'll be people listening to this going, right? But they they don't getting getting a kid who at the moment in lockdown is you know on a screen for school regards screens as leisure time and social time because they're zooming their friends. You know, you, your example can be, oh, you're off somewhere else. You don't understand my life. What do you suggest people do where they're attempting to convince someone, whether it's a child or a partner, that this is actually a, a fun thing, that you will enjoy this uh, without it coming across as I'm telling you what to do? Well, I think it's, you know, as much as we said, as I said, to to take an hour for yourself and how important that is, I think it's also important to sometimes share that time. And to be inclusive rather than going off out there all by yourself. And like even recently, what I've been doing is so I, I'm not very good at getting up early in the morning. And Nick, he likes to get up early and go for a walk. So he's ready to go for his walk 
with Winnie while I'm up having my cup of coffee and stretching and getting ready to go for a run. Hmm. <laughs> and and then I might say, okay, you go ahead and um, I'll go for a run and I'm going to end up in this park over here. And I don't know if you ever get this feeling, but if you're out for a run and you meet somebody that you know, it's all of a sudden it lightens everything, doesn't it? It's, hmm. it's kind of, you know, <laughs> even if it's, you know, you're your partner or someone from your family, you know, to see them when you're outside and, you know, to see if I'm out run and I can see Winnie in the distance and then I'm just waiting and waiting to see her reaction when she sees me. <laughs> <laughs> and then we do a bit of an interchange and he walks home and I take Winnie for another bit of a run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you could, you could do something like that with your kids where you could meet, you could be out for your run and, you know, you could even start out and say, why don't you follow me out and you go that direction, I'll go this direction and we'll bump into each other. And they might be on the bike or on the scooter or, you know, something that they enjoy doing. Mm. And then you might finish and then spend time with them doing what they like to do. You yeah. know, so it's a bit of an overlap kind of thing where it's not all about what only you like to do, but I'll do a bit of this, you do a bit of that. We'll overlap a little bit. And then we'll spend time with each other. And I think it's just kind of acknowledging what each person likes to do. Yeah. And somehow, somehow trying to find the time to include what everybody likes, you know, together mm. in, in some way. Like I know when, particularly when Sophie used to go and do sport, where she would do little athletics and or basketball or whatever she was doing. And you might drop her off. And then I'd go for a run or I might be doing some TRX or exercises or something for, you know, for half the time that she was doing her training or her game or whatever she was doing. And then you'd come in to see the end of it. So you don't want to be that obsessive parent who has to be there watching every move that they make. Hmm. But you do want them to know that you're not going off doing your own thing, you know, the whole time they're doing what they're doing. But you do want to see a little bit and to be there to support them and encourage them and, and have an idea what's going on, who their friends are and, you know, just how they are. Well, uh, Winnie wants to be involved here. I think Winnie's ears are burning because <laughs> she's like, did somebody say walk? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'd like to get in on this action. But I, I hear everything. Everything you're saying there, Sonia, makes sense. And, uh, you know, there's this, there's an envy there to every time you talk about Australia and kind of even just the thought that kids are out training and doing sports like that. It, it seems like such a foreign land to a lot of Irish people and people in the UK at the moment, even though it looks like kids are going to go back to school here on March 8th. This all makes sense, uh, especially the stuff about, well, what is what is the kid like? I mean, I know that the way I got Mikey out there was the chats that he didn't want to go out and, you know, run so fast that he couldn't talk. He enjoyed the uh, jogging alongside his dad and talking about, you know, little boy stuff like uh, uh, Marvel comics and stuff. And that that was that was precious time one on one with his dad. And, you know, I wonder if uh, you tell me if that if that is a big part of this, that kind of explaining that it isn't what you think it is, that it's pacing is is such a big part that actually learning your pace that suits you, that you can go for a long time at can actually help break this kind of belief that, 
oh, running is just not for me. Well, I think the that social the social part of any activity is what keeps people doing it for longer. And I think particularly with kids, and I'm sure this is what a lot of kids will be missing, you know, in the lockdowns and when they're not allowed to go out and play sport with their friends, you know, that they're doing it by themselves. And, you know, that isn't easy. But if they can somehow communicate with each other or have some kind of interaction about the activities that they're doing, you know, create some kind of a little league or you know, some kind of a competition that they can do, like we have all these virtual races and virtual competitions that keep them engaged in an active way, as well as in, you know, all these social media and games and things that kids play. But if there was an active way for kids to keep, you know, they're doing their activities, but they're somehow communicating that with their friends. And and this can be done through the schools, through clubs, I see some things are being done through a lot of schools and Athletics Ireland had some little athletics virtual activities going on. And it's just to put that time in the day where the kids say, okay, I'll do this now because I know my friends are doing this as well. Mm. And then there's, you know, like the daily mile type of thing, you know, we'll do this daily mile. And did you do your daily mile today? Did you do your 15 minutes of exercise? And I think it just energizes the kids if they can do that. And the other thing about exercise for kids is how warm you get when you do it I mean everybody is cold in the winter time and if you're not doing much activity you can be quite cold mm. you know even when it's not that cold outside you need it's like you need to start the engine and get a bit of um, activity going inside in you and so I think that's really important for kids now to realize that and for the parents to engage the kids in doing it but in a way that they want to do it not in a come on let's get out here now it's very hard to tell children you know you must do this now they have I think it has to come from them and it has to be a game it's got to be a bit of fun and it has to lead to something and that can even be you know maintaining fitness for when they can all go back and train and compete again together i feel like we we should have tina in here sometimes i wonder if i could convince her to do it because tina's background is obviously uh, montessori child development children with severe behavioral issues and her advice uh, on m convincing kids motivating kids particularly difficult kids is is something that people could really do with. One of the game changers she gave me was present options. So if it's like we are going for a run, well, get ready, <laughs> get re ready for Sulky McSulkerson to show up for that run and uh, they will do it on their own terms. Whereas if it's we are doing exercises, your options are a run or obstacle course in the back garden. One of those things is getting done and it's it's not a case of all or nothing. These kind of tiny, small, little tweaks to, to it have been a game changer for so many people. And when she when she says this stuff, it just seems so blindingly obvious. You're like, of course, <laughs> the, the question here is not to run or not run. The question is exercise now here are your options. So at least the child feels a little bit like, well, I'm getting some role or say in this. That said, 
there's they're not all they may go screw you and your options <laughs> i know the option i want and to close this chat off sonia i think we do need to get back to the the person right the the individual listener here who is maybe listening today going well i have days either through mental health or just my own physiology that i just do not feel like it even though it's in the plan even though i know i should we all have those days you have those days but you know your career is built on beating that and getting out there what do you say to somebody who doesn't have kids and is just actually dealing with their inner stroppy child who doesn't want to do it Um, I think you have to think about, you know, I suppose a positive feeling you had after you've done a run or you've got to, you have to somehow be positive and see something good about the day and what you can get out of it. And, you know, if you kind of break it down into the lowest thing that's going to make you happy, I think you have to slow down. And the first thing you can do is you get dressed and ready to go. You put your shoes on, <laughs> you put your watch on. And it's like when I'm going into the, sw- into the sea, if I'm going for a swim, it's always really cold. And I'm standing there and I've got my watch ready to go because, you know, you've got to measure your swim as well. <laughs> yeah. And it's always a bit of a one, two, three, go. And then, you know, sometimes there'll be a few false starts. And then, you know, eventually you just have to dive under and go for it. And it's that kind of split second of uncomfortableness that you have to get over. And, you know, for a run, it may be a few minutes. Um, But you can say to yourself, right, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to take on the day here and I'm going to wake myself up and I'm going to run for a minute and I'm going to give myself a minute to see how. And if I don't feel good after a minute, I'm going to walk and walk for a minute. And then you kind of think. You know, that that running minute was much better. I'm going to run for another minute. So I think you just have to break it down into small pieces. Sometimes you have to say, I'm going to go to the coffee shop today. But you know what? I'm not driving there. I'm going to run there. I'm going to walk there. I'm going to go on the bike. And just something like that, I think, can wake your senses up. And it's like as if you earn the reward when you do that. So, And I think that's the thing with kids as well is that if you can kind of teach this kind of you have to earn things and you have to work a little bit hard and it doesn't always have to be hard work, but just you just have to expend some kind of energy to be rewarded and not just always get things for free. Well, uh, this has been massively helpful. I'll be honest with you, Sonia, even for myself, because, you know, a few people have, have sent that message to me that like you never regret a run. And that even a short run is better than no run. And these little bits, they're they're out there, they're everywhere. You can Google running motivation and find lots more. But hearing it come from you, it 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 does impact me and I know it impacts the listeners. And Daniel's email is just one of many we've received. We'd love to hear from you. Irishmanabroadpodcast at gmail.com. And look, your kids are are, are a challenge. We get that. Jigsaw.ie is our chosen charity partner and 
you know, they have an abundance of literature and resources there to help you if you are struggling with motivating your kids or if your kids you feel are in that uh, bleakness that uh, as a result of this, or maybe they're maybe they're in Australia and they're having difficulty coming out the other side of it. It's all there. Jigsaw.ie would love if you made a donation. The Irishman Running Abroad Challenge is about a lot more than just me running 2000 kilometres in a year. Idonate.ie is the page for that if you want to look into that. But our challenges are all there in the Strava running club for Irishmen running abroad. And you might even get a little bit of advice from Sonia herself if you join there and uh, post something that's troubling you. Sonia, thanks so much for doing this one. I know it's a, a shorter episode than the last week with Aoife Cook, but uh, really, really great. Thank you so much for doing it. No, you're welcome. It's great to chat again. And I think, you know, the biggest thing for everybody is the communication. Mm. And I think no matter what you're doing, if you tell people what you're doing, then they may be curious and they become a little bit more interested. And that could be, you know, your friends, it could be your kids, you know, and just one word you say may tweak a little bit of interest. So I think, you know, that hour to yourself doesn't have to be a silent hour where nobody knows what you're doing. I think if you come back and you explain where you've been, what you, the exciting things you saw, how good you feel, you know, you just may tweak a little bit of interest from somebody else and you may gain a training partner or someone to come along and join you. And, you know, the training partner isn't always this person to push you, but it might be the person to slow you down. It might be the person to keep you talking and keep you out there for a little bit longer. Yeah, well, uh, you're definitely our training partner virtually across the Irishman Running Abroad podcast and we do really appreciate it. I will say that we've got more episodes coming and our patrons get an awful lot more over at patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad. There's tons and tons of stuff there, including the return of the Crack Comedy Club on Friday night that you can get free tickets for if you are a patron. Sonia, we'll talk to you next week. Brian Connolly was on production. John Marr does the extra research. Tina and Mikey make it at all possible and uh, yeah take care of yourselves lads stay safe have a great week <laughs>